Welcome back to another episode of Inside Access Control, sponsored by SIA. Very excited today to have Julie Johnson Roberts join me. She's the co-founder of Armored Things. Julie, thanks for taking the time. Thank you. Of course. Uh, why don't you give a quick introduction, background on the company, and then we'll jump into some topics that are hot right now. Armored Things is a crowd intelligence company uh, that deals in the security and operations of large venues. Uh, even before COVID, we've always focused on patterns of people and flow in large environments like ballparks, university campuses, corporate campuses. Uh, and today, uh, that crowd intelligence is taking on a new life uh, because crowds have certainly changed. You know, rather than talking about 36,000 people in a ballpark, we're talking about times when more than 10 will be allowed to safely gather again together. Uh, so I co-founded this company after working at Qualcomm where I met one of my co-founders. We were focused on cybersecurity and the internet of things. Uh, and we were fortunate enough to meet our other co-founder uh, who was coming out of the cybersecurity world. So we believe a lot in the principles of security and privacy, using those to keep people safe, including in this new post-COVID world that we're hoping to help with. Yeah, I've always been impressed with uh, anytime I've seen anything read in the conversation we've had, sort of the core tenets, which which is actually interesting now, because you think of, uh, just as you were saying that, the there's, there's this whole new health side that we talked about. So that's taking away where I'm sure the cybersecurity side was a big conversation. Now there's a whole new thing that people, and I'm wondering if the cyber starts to become sort of table stakes and it's sort of the feature sets of the other stuff, or if that continues to stay center stage, what's your feel on that? So we're a software company. We rely on other people's hardware and data sources in order to build out our analytics. You know, predominantly that's Wi-Fi, video, access control. Uh, because of that, uh, we're touching some of the most sensitive data sources within the customers we work with. Privacy has to be uh, table stakes and security has to be table stakes. Uh, otherwise we would never get a deal done and I think that we wouldn't uh, exist as a company. Uh, it's a different approach though. I think in a lot of places, if you own the full stack, right? If you own the hardware and the software, potentially you don't have to make uh, the same choices about how you uh, ingest and treat the data uh, as we do when we're, we're taking it from other sources. Yeah. Okay. So that, that, that makes a lot of sense. I guess the other thing uh, that I, I, I believe, and maybe you can uh, tell me either I'm crazy or, or, <laughs> or spot on is um, either way works, but um, now this is the exposure of this is like up from the CEO all the way down to the organization where um, before, I don't know. So has your, has your buyer or interest or the people you're talking to, has that changed a lot? Like are the meetings just totally different now or how, how has that been impacted? Somewhat. So Traditionally, we talk to people who run IT and or security, usually a combination of the two. Uh, and we're talking about things like crowd surges, bottlenecks, unusual behavior that could uh, constitute an, an, an anomaly. Uh, today, what we're talking about is how do we use our software to spot areas of overcrowding? How can we use our real-time utilization data to prioritize cleaning? How can we understand uh, whether people are complying with new policies from an audit perspective and go back in time to see if people are following these guidelines. That does elevate the conversation in a different way, but it's not necessarily new stakeholders. So the conversation before was, you know, I love this solution for security, but what's the ROI? How do I justify a purchase? I think when you end up in a security incident, and I would argue that this is a prolonged security incident, people are not as focused on is there a business ROI versus more of kind of an insurance type sale? How do we mitigate our risk? How do we uh, monitor what our liability could be and put practices in place? Uh, that's really the dialogue we wanna be having where the folks in security and IT 
are bubbling these things up to the COVID risk committees or um, the chief risk officer of an enterprise. Uh, and it really has the attention of the C-suite and the board already. It's a very different conversation. Yeah, I can imagine. And that's, you know, that's when, sort of like the silver lining and in, in some of the stuff is that uh, a lot of we were talking before we get on here is that it, it's going from a, you know, what was maybe perceived by some as a nice to have now as a must have, which is uh, a wonderful thing. And it's exciting to see companies like yourself now, you know, kind of having the moment and, and really you, you all were set up for this type of thing. And it's now it's a, a storytelling and execution side of, of, of what you're doing. So it's, that's, that's awesome to see. Um, so you mentioned uh, that it's a, a platform that sits on top of other people's data information that comes through. You aggregate and does visualization and a whole lot more. Um, so with that, uh, the partnership side is important. So can you talk a little bit about how you go about that and um, you know uh, what 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 type of systems that you do work with usually? Like, are you taking data feeds from security and access control? Like, what are the normal ones that you usually look for? Yeah, absolutely. So predominantly, uh, Wi-Fi and video are the two most used sources for us, uh, where access control is a close third. Uh, the reason for those uh, are kind of varying, why, why we use different sources in different environments. Uh, cameras are, are very real-time, very accurate. We do all sorts of uh, kind of proprietary algorithms around recognizing certain types of crowds and density, uh, which is uh, unique to cameras and an ability to understand uh, things like density. Uh, when you have Wi-Fi though, uh, it tends to be very pervasive. So depending on the type of environment, cameras uh, tend to be deployed at entrances and exits, places where financial transactions occur, areas where IP is potentially being created, but they're not necessarily over an entire environment. I think that's why you see in a lot of the space utilization companies, uh, sensors instead, right? Where they're deploying sensors everywhere because they can't rely on one type of data source. We took a different approach, which is, uh, Wi-Fi tends to be pervasive, uh, and we confuse that with camera sources and try and create a combined intelligence that's better than each of the individual pieces for what we do, and then layer in context from things like access control and scheduling systems. It's really fascinating, and it's and it's actually pretty neat to see too when you start when you see that all kind of come together. And I'm sure there's got to be one of those moments when people actually <laughs> turn it on and they look at it and they're like, "Wow, it's like you know," because the, the, some of that stuff is like you said, it's yeah. there. And now it's just aggregating and visualizing, which has right. got to be pretty neat. Yeah, it's data that exists. And it was, you know, these devices were deployed for very specific reasons. And now we're taking that data and almost uh, redeploying it, right, for a new and unique use case without uh, necessarily uh, interfering with the original use case, right? We're amplifying spend that they've done and helping them get more value out of it. No, that's nice. Yeah, it's, I guess that's always a good position to be in when you're just adding value to things that are there. So um, on that, uh, is there anything that you all are looking for? Because I know you're busy now. So uh, <laughs> not that you weren't before, but um, yeah, is there anything that you all are looking for? Yeah, as much as it feels like everyone is already uh, thinking about reopening, I think we're in the first inning and I think it's a very dynamic conversation. So, you know, if folks are thinking about someone in their network who's a chief risk officer or chief security officer or on a COVID task force, a lot of individuals still don't know that crowd intelligence exists as a nascent market. Uh, they certainly uh, maybe haven't heard of Armored Things. And so I'm, I'm always happy to jump on the phone and educate people, talk to them about our solutions, and hopefully help people solve the challenge of reopening. Very nice. So if people do want to get a hold of you and find out more, and, and if they have a situation like that, what's the best way to do that? So I'm on LinkedIn as Julie Johnson Roberts, or you can tweet me at Armored Jewels, J-E-W-E-L-S, uh, 
and uh, and I'm pretty responsive, and I'm always around. It's no, hard to go is. anywhere when you can't leave your house, so I'm yeah, here. There's, there's no excuses <laughs> now, but no, you are. You yeah. you're very active on there. You you have great information that you put out, and you do respond. So I appreciate that. Well, I won't take up any more of your time. I really appreciate you spending the time to tell your story, and uh, good luck with everything. Thank you.